Hey friends, and welcome to The World Transformed. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host, Stephen Gordon. How are you, Stephen? Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Here it is, Amazing Wednesday, and we're dealing with a difficult topic this week, aren't we? We are. We are. Self-driving cars, it's a cool topic, fun topic usually. Unfortunately, uh, there's been a fatality. We've spent some time discussing that on the Monday show, and uh, we're really continuing the conversation now. On Monday, we talked about safety issues, and now tonight we're going to talk a little bit about some of the other potential issues with self-driving cars. They're not just unsafe, and as I say here provocatively, maybe they threaten our privacy and our way of life. That might be a little harsh, but I'll tell you one guy who doesn't think so is Michael Walsh over at PJ Media, if I might. Let me just share a little of Michael's thoughts on this subject. I thought this was... Very well written, if nothing else. He says, as I noted on Twitter the other day, these vehicles are emasculating, imprisoning, anti-American, and inhuman. And now in the wake of the first fatal accident involving an autonomous vehicle, they're deadly as well. I would correct him there. It's not the first fatal accident, right? There was a Tesla incident uh, about a year ago. In the post-9-11 age, the government has a limitless appetite for surveillance power. Law enforcement is now able to track every American carrying a cell phone. A robocar is a, quote, convenience just waiting to be exploited and abused. Who, for example, programs the ride? Who controls it? Should the police decide that they have a few questions for you? What's to prevent your Johnny Cab from detouring from Grandma's house to the local precinct station? And if it does, what are you going to do about it? So there it is. Pretty damning indictment against autonomous vehicles there, Stephen. What do you think? You know, I, if, if, if it's a Johnny Cab, what you do is you... You grab that robot and you pull it out and uh, and grab the joystick in front of the robot, right? That's uh, <laughs> we, we learned we learned this from Total Recall. Just tell Michael he needs to go back and rewatch Total Recall. The answer is actually yeah, in the movie. Th- there is a solution you know. on that particular problem. So that's one less thing to that's worry right. about. Okay, it, it helps to have big biceps, you know, enough to pull the uh, the robot out of its uh, mounting there. But, yes, uh, if you're a former Mr. Universe, you should have no problem whatsoever dealing with the... Uh, that's right, you can take care of that. So. Dealing with the Johnny Cab. <laughs> but, but for the rest of us, here we go. Here's, here's the thing. We've, we've got a situation where... Uh, it's interesting, the convergence of news stories, right? Because at the same time that Facebook is undergoing unprecedented and very well-deserved criticism for playing fast and loose with our data, and more importantly, playing fast and loose with what they told us they were doing with our data, right? At the the same time, we've been dealing for a couple of years of increasingly uneasy feeling about, well, what's Google doing with our data? What's Facebook doing? What are all these companies doing with our data? We now have this new emerging technology that's going to be gathering all our data. And I've written about the Internet of Cars, which is a subset of the Internet of Things, obviously. And there are all kinds of wonderful things about all the information that your car can gather. While while we're still in the human driving phase, it can help make you a better driver. It can help you save gas mileage. It can help lower your insurance rates, although it would also help raise your insurance rates if the insurance company is watching you and you do dangerous or crazy things. But ultimately, a space in your life where before you were reasonably private is now just another space where you're constantly being watched, right? Where everything that's that's happening is being monitored. And that's a concern, right? I mean that that is a that is a thing to be worried about. Is every place I drive to now common knowledge the same way that my web browsing history is common knowledge for a company like Google, right? 
Um, could the government step well, in and send my car someplace I don't want to go? Well, these issues have already come up and by and large have been decided by the sheeple accepting it, right? And I'm talking, of course, about smartphones. Yeah. We, we already are tracked. Practically every adult that I know carries a smartphone, including myself. If someone had the ability to and wanted to track me, they sure could. And to some extent, we've already kind of given up on that privacy, haven't we, Phil? Well, I wonder if we've given up or if we're just now, it's dawning on us that maybe we didn't want to give up on that, right? <laughs> right? If, if, yeah. if part of what's happening with the social media companies and, the, and Google and so forth is just this realization that, hey, wait a second kind of moment that, that the public yeah. is happening, where at least some of us are saying, maybe I gave too much away too fast. And maybe I didn't mean to commit to anybody can track me anytime they want to for the rest of my life. Or maybe we, maybe we are okay with it. And we, and we have, in fact, made that, made that decision as a society. But I think we're going to have at least one more conversation about it, and maybe a few more conversations about it before we, we actually reach that, reach that point. I can tell you that I was fortunate enough to be in Hawaii last week. And this actually came to my mind. I was thinking about this. We went to Palahole Beach, which is uh, up on the northwest end of Kauai. And it's a beautiful, beautiful beach. And it's a state park. And the interesting thing is it's about four miles off the main road. And the road that leads to it is not maintained by the state. So basically, you have to go off-road to get to this beach. There is a track of dirt that leads to it, but it's not what most of us would recognize as kind of an on-road sort of an experience. And we had a rental SUV, so we're like, hey, we're all set. We can do it. And we drove to the beach, got the car all muddy, you know, bouncing around. It was great. There were a lot of Jeeps and other vehicles who had made their way there. I saw, we saw one Mustang that got about halfway there and turned around and went back, right? And I actually admired them for even, for even getting about halfway. I thought that was, that was pretty good. But it was really fun, right? And we got to the beach, and it's this wonderful, spectacular beach. You know the cliffs that the helicopters go by at the end of Jurassic Park, right? And yeah, the yeah. birds are flying there. That's there. Okay, that's in the Pali Coast, Palaholi Beach in Kauai. So, so you can picture it, there, right? I mean, oh. There is a place uh, in, on, on the island of Kauai called, the, the, it's referred to as the Grand Canyon of the Pacific. It is it's just a beautiful canyon type area, and that and and that's it's been featured in many many movies. Uh, oh yeah, and, and the TV show Lost. We were actually up there uh, yeah. a couple days later. Waimea Canyon, as a matter of fact. Yeah. But but anyway. Uh, Kauai is an awesome island. It's uh, in the North Shore where you were, Phil, is one of the most beautiful beaches in the world, I think. Just uh, spectacular. It was wonderful. It's something else, yeah. Now, here's the thing. Here's what we found out after we drove back, because Soraya drove there, and then I drove back, and we both had a really fun time four-wheeling. It's like really off-road, and you know, nothing parties like a rental, right? It's like we're being careful, <laughs> but, but we're also thinking, hey, you know, it's not our car, right? So it was, it was the perfect balance of, of interest. Uh, got back to the hotel and I was reading up on the beach and one of the things that it says everywhere is like, well, if you rent a car, you can't go there because all the rental car agreements say you cannot go to Palo Beach. So we were actually almost certainly in violation of our rental car. We didn't go back and look, but I'm pretty sure we were in violation of our rental car agreement. And that's the kind of thing where Soraya and I were talking about this. It's like in a few years, that won't even be an issue, right? That car won't go there, right? I mean, yeah. it just it won't, whether it's a self-driving car or not. 
it, it will just, you'll get warnings and it just won't let you drive there. I have a feeling that whether we go to full autonomous vehicles or not, those kinds of controls are going to happen. The, yeah. That's going to happen. And yeah, the world is less fun, right? I mean, the world is less fun when you can't do that kind of stuff. I, I don't know about you, but I'm the one who's always like, well, if I hop this sidewalk here, I'll be in the parking lot I need to be in. I don't actually <laughs> do it most of the time, but you know what I mean? I'm always like figuring those things out. And I think we'll soon live in a world where those aren't options, right? Even for people who want to do them. I think that, that cars are going to keep us in our own lane in a lot of ways that, that we're not used to. And yeah, you know what? That's, that is less fun, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's, not the, that's not the fun world we were, we were promised. But does that mean we're not America anymore? What do you think, Stephen? I would say, Phil, at, at that point, we, got, you know, we need to be able to pull out the jetpacks and, and, uh, and, and, make the, and, and, and jetpack the rest of the way to Palaholic Beach, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's, the self-driving future is great, but we, we, need to, we need to have other options, right, to get everywhere that we want to go. You know, there's another issue. I mean, uh, Uber issue, even prior to the, the auto-drive cars, many teenagers, it's no longer the rite of passage to uh, become a, uh, to, to have their driver's license that it used to be. When you, when you and I were kids, you know, in the, yep. those glory days, uh, in the golden, golden era of when everything was great. When things um, were good, yes. When we got our driver's license, I, there was no clearer sign given to us that we passed from childhood to to adult to, to being adults then that's that, right. that was that is the thing when you got your driver's license that's the deal and i just see a lessening of interest in that one of my sons i just i pretty much had to tell him look you're no, not going to college without a driver's license you're, right you're going to go and get your driver's license now get out there and do it that struck me as odd because i was up there on the given birthday uh, on my birthday Getting my driver's license. Everybody did. We all did, right? I mean, it was like you yeah. couldn't get it soon enough because it was the right. passage into adulthood, into maturity. All your friends had one. You were independent. You could go places. You were capable. It was this huge, empowering, maturing thing, which apparently they don't see it that way now at all. Uh, if, if, if they need to be empowered, they're being empowered through other means or – Maybe, maybe we are becoming a nation of passengers, as Michael Walsh suggests. Maybe we are, as you have suggested, maybe we have made the decision that we're okay with everyone taking our data, that we've become a little more timid and passive, but we're going to be safer, that maybe that's actually the, the bridge we've crossed here, right? That we're going to live safer lives, we're going to live a little bit more controlled lives, and basically we're going to be okay with that. Could be, could be that that's the future we're heading into. But I'll tell you what, Stephen, I'm not sure that that's necessarily the future we're heading into. And why don't we pick this up on the Friday show, and we'll address these concerns about data and autonomy and freedom, along with our concerns about safety, and just see where we, where we finally end up on the issue of autonomous vehicles. All right. Thank you for being with us, everyone. We look forward to being with you again. Join us on Friday, and we are going to conclude this discussion and Stephen will provide the final answer on self-driving cars, so you don't want to miss <laughs> That's that. Right. Everyone tune in. Until next time, live to see it. <laughs> <laughs>